Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Escuchas ese rugido. ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. 5114440, another quality product from Bell Aqua. And you are live here on Newsnight. It's on Joy 99.7 FM. Now, in response to the recent uproar over the launch of the new National Affordable Housing Program at Pokwasi and Kumasi by the uh, minority, the Minister for Works and Housing, Asenso Bwachi, is tonight insisting parliamentary approval is not required for most of the agreements under the initiative. The minority had raised concerns about the project proceeding without consent from parliament, questioning government's actions. We'll hear from Mr. Sensobwache shortly, but first, here is the former Deputy Works and Housing Minister, Sam Siyahi, who says it was illegal for government to go ahead with the event to launch this particular initiative. Order, uh, order paper, page 8, under laying of papers. This particular project is supposed to be laid in Parliament today. This has not been done, which means the EPC agreement has not been approved in Parliament. So if you have presented such a document to Parliament for approval, 
it has not even been laid. Yet, we are there cutting salt to commence work. What does that mean? Is it a slap on parliament? Is it a disrespect to government structures or what? Is it, are you not surprised that we are supposed to take this EPC agreement through? That has not been done, but we are rushing to cancel. We were supposed to do it yesterday, but we raised these important questions and we are waiting for response from them, from the ministry, but they have gone ahead in spite of the fact that these questions have been requested. They have gone ahead today and cut up. And we, because we want to support any cause that provides homes for Ghanaians, we will support it. But we will not support what is illegal. But we think that what is going on now is illegal because it hasn't seek or it hasn't sought for parliamentary uh, approval. Well, the sector minister has been speaking exclusively to us. He disagrees. Listen. I, I don't think it's the Western Housing Committee. It's the minority side of the committee. That's exactly. We're talking about parliamentary approval. Yes. There's only one parliamentary approval that is before parliament. Mm. And it's because one of the developers is a foreign company. The Moroccan. Moroccan company. And therefore, because it's a Moroccan company, and taking part in this, uh, you have to seek parliamentary approval. But the, the address are not um, foreign companies, so okay. no need for uh, parliamentary approval for them. And the project itself does not need parliamentary approval. It's not a loan. Mm. The government of Ghana money. You don't need parliamentary approval to, 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 to start the project. All right. Let's bring in Samsia. He, you heard him earlier. He is the uh, former deputy works and housing minister who raised the matter on behalf of the minority. Joins us right now, Mr. He thanks for your time here on News Nine. You heard the minister there. He says only one of the uh, uh, companies being considered requires parliamentary approval, and that they will do. Does that address your concern? Yeah. <clears throat> Thank you very much, Evans. And uh, let me say good evening to your listeners. Yeah, because uh, <clears throat> it would have been strange for the minister to say the project doesn't need parliamentary approval. The issue is that we, as the minister himself alluded to, there is a foreign company which is going to participate in the entire housing project. And so the currently there is uh, a report in parliament seeking parliamentary approval. As we speak, that parliamentary approval has not been given. We're still working on the report. And so our concern at that time <clears throat> was to uh, let Ghanaians know that even though they've laid the report in parliament, parliament has not taken it, but they went ahead to cut a salt. If the minister is saying that, yes, they the cut a salt for the four local companies, that's fine. But that was not the explanation before the short cutting. So, because the reports that we have here, they have included all the five, uh, I mean, all the five companies, four of them a Ghanaian company, which we agree doesn't require parliamentary approval. But the foreign one, which is part of the entire project, that will produce 8,000 housing units. They didn't distinguish 
that foreign one from the local one and so we were asking that they should have waited for the parliamentary approval before the the the, the cut the sword so that is our concern if he's but, but, that, that, but that concern has been addressed well, now has it not sorry that concern has now been addressed based on what you just heard from the minister no but, but the, the 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 foreign one is still pending because that uh, motion has not been taken uh, yet so that's only our concern we don't have any issues well our concern was that you come to parliament with a request that request has not been granted you want ahead and then cut short to uh, for the companies the five of them to start uh, work that was our concern and that uh, uh, approval has not been given yet as we speak and so for the minister to say that they don't need parliamentary approval is a bit strange to to to, to us he said it in context he said in the context of the other uh, companies they've uh, considered for this who are all local. Uh, that's what he meant when he says uh, for those they don't need but for the foreign company he agrees with you uh, they will come for approvals. But stay with me because the Saglame matter is something that he also addresses. He gave us a bit more detail about what's going to happen uh, with that particular issue. Uh, you were the deputy minister when that project was was conceived. Uh, he told us that they, as, as we speak currently uh, the uh, Public Procurement Authority has given the approval for a transaction advisor to be procured to lead the process of identifying a suitable private sector entity with the requisite technical and financial capability to help dispose of uh, this particular housing project, except that it's going to cost us a bit more to do. Uh, listen to the minister. Connecting water from the nearest water source to the site due to cater for the 1,500 housing units was going to cost government 13 million US dollars. Water alone. In fact, Ghana Water Company, even esti their estimate was even uh, higher, much higher than community water and sanitation. And these are public agencies. Electricity, mm -hmm. you got the estimate from ECG, 8, 8 million US dollars to connect electricity from the nearest uh, source to that the place. Or outside the already $200 million that have gone into it. Yes. The, the the estimates they provided for off-site infrastructure alone, we needed $46 million to provide off-site infrastructure. Now, apart from that, there are on-site works, okay? Mm -hmm. These 1,005 units that are at various stages of completion, in fact, some had deteriorated, needed to fix some of them and all that. The estimate was that from AESO, we needed almost, it was $29 million. There is a serious uh, sewage system there that was not faced. Mm -hmm. uh, that one is 8,000. So the on-site was alone, mm -hmm. including you know, some amenities which will make it possible for people to live there, like school. Like. So when you put all that together, it was going to cost the state $140 million. $140 million. million dollars to be able to revive the Affordable Housing Project. Mr. He, you heard the amounts you mentioned there. Government is going ahead to try and get a private developer to take this over because $140 million in the time of economic crisis is just not feasible. What's your reaction to what you just heard? Well, Evans, if, if you build, I'm not sure if 
the government has continued the project from 2017 will have uh, cost that much to face the, the, the rest of the work at the Saglamis site. But if you leave it for seven years, where all the materials on site have been stolen, even those uh, that were completed, those have been broken into, and then uh, this thing, the materials have been stolen, certainly they would need extra amounts before you can face them. Because seven years, if you build a house and you don't attend to it for seven years, certainly if you want to go back to it, if 2017 they wanted to complete the project, I'm not sure we'll be talking about $100 million. But today, if, if, if you ask Ghana Water Company to give you estimates for 2017, and it will cost uh, $10 million, and if you ask the same Ghana company to give you estimates in 2023, even, you will not end up getting that $10 million. You will get about $30 million because we all know what is going on in the country. Cost of materials, cost of building materials, so cost of building materials in 2017 is not the same as cost of building materials in 2023. So these are the reasons why the government will need so much today if they want to go and face agreement. So yes, if you value the place, if you go there now, some of the structures, you can't even guarantee the structural integrity of the houses that were built yeah, but, you, but you know why that happened, right? Because at the beginning when they came in, there were issues with the procurement, the contracting. They wanted to investigate, probe, and the standard fair before they moved. This is a huge uh, investment. Even, even, that's why yes, that's happened. I agree with you. Government had issues, but that's why they referred the matter to the police CID. Police were doing their work. Now the issue is in court. So what do you do? Do you say that if it would take you 10 years before you finish the prosecution, those houses there should remain there? Even if you were to take a decision, would you say that I'll wait until the court process is exhausted before you go to it? Yes, if you have a problem with it. That's why the government took the steps to make sure that the right thing or, or, I mean, is done. So you refer the matter to the police CID. At the moment, it's, it's in court. So it would have been better for the government to stoop, take a decision that, yes, we are asking the, 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 the court process to go on, but because it is the money of Ghanaians that has been used to put up those houses, we have to take steps to complete them early enough so that Ghanaians who already competes them. Well, let's look at the reality, but, though. Let, let's look at the reality. Now, it's going to cost us $814 million. You agree with the government strategy. Dispose it off. Let's get a private uh, developer in to take the bedding. Hello? Can you hear me, Sahi? Yeah, I can hear you now. You agree with the government strategy. Looking at the reality now, that the best approach is to dispose this off, get a private developer to take the bedding. No, I will not agree because uh, if you ask the private sector to do it, the the cost 
at the end of it, will be higher than if the government had taken steps to get the resources and complete it. Okay. Thank you very much. That says something. He, a former deputy, a Wex and Housing Minister. So listening to News Night is on Joy 99.7 FM. Uh, to some politics now. And the campaign team of Alan Chamanting is tonight alleging the camp of the vice president uh, is using government institutions to induce and, and, and also get the delegates to vote for them. Now, yesterday, the, the president himself, President Akufado, stated he is not supporting any of the aspirants, but the camp of the former trade minister claim the observations point to the contrary. Yao Bwabia Samwa, who speaks for the Alan Chamanting camp, cites the Oti region, where he claims some district assemblies are reportedly using the district assembly common fund to purchase and distribute weedy sites to induce delegates. The fact that the president has been compelled to speak out uh, uh, shows how pervasive the perception is that uh, there's organized support behind a particular candidate. So, so it's okay that the president as an individual says he doesn't support any of the others. And indeed, the president made a very, very significant statement. He said the spirit of the party will determine who actually wins this. And, and that's, I agree with him, except that the establishment is not working in that way. The establishment, which includes the president, and, and others are demonstrating otherwise. I mean, the finance minister uh, uh, chats and says that he is going to spend all the money he can to make sure that somebody wins. Who is uh, that somebody? That somebody is the establishment candidate. That Who's somebody is number two. Candidate? That somebody is uh, uh, the vice president. I mean, we are all aware that he is the establishment candidate because the establishment is behind him. And the president says he is not behind him. So it's a signal that I think that the party must pick up. If the president says that he is not behind anybody, then the party delegates must stand up. The party delegates must resist any attempt from other people. How do you want people. them to do this? How do you want the party by, by, or the by rejecting, to do this? By rejecting some of the inducements and the threats. For what example, that this is Assembly's common fund. We were in OT. And this is Assembly's Common Fund was sharing uh, weedy sites and fertilizers at this time. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.
If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. To people, why, why would they be doing well, that other time? they're sharing to delegates? They're sharing to delegates. Those who be taking part they in the Super Delegates Congress? They were sharing to delegates. And you have evidence? <laughs> We were there when it happened. We had just, we arrived after, immediately after the sharing. So you had delegates with boxes, uh, some of them carrying it home, some of it uh, uh, with them right in the room where we were having the meeting. Well, the campaign team of the vice president has categorically dismissed the allegations. Listen to Samir Wuku, who speaks for the campaign team. You have stated that the Honorable John Peter Kamehameha is a minister of the government, of this government, and supporting the Honorable Anna Chepatia. The Honorable Abna Oseasa is a deputy minister for finance at the Ministry of Finance, supporting the Honorable Anna Chepatia. You've had members of parliament openly supporting the Honorable Anna Chepatia. So when you say that others supporting Dr. Baumia is wrong, then that means you're only picking and choosing. Now we repeat, if the principal is wrong, then tell me that nobody should support anybody. Let's all become um, quiet men and women in the party and, be, and only watch the process. We are part of the decision. Well, he's a I vote. I'm a voter. I'm a delegate. A super delegate because I'm a member of the National Council representing the Eastern Region. And I'm also a former national organizer. So these two voting rights, I can only vote once and in one category. Either I choose to vote as a former national organizer or I vote as a member representing the Eastern Region. Well, his specific accusation is that they were in the OT region and the district assembly was using the district common fund to purchase fertilizer for delegates in support of your candidature and they feel it is an abuse of this. Yes. But I don't think I have it. Else we'll be chasing things in a second. If you have, uh, if you can prove an allegation of wrongdoing, that's a very serious matter. Mind you, the very things that we say to the Ghanaian people and to the public, these are the things that our opponents are going to compound and use against them. Even an internal election, you are telling me that we are using district assembly common fund to purchase fertilizer. I mean, that, 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 is, that is a very good point. And that day, Samir Uku is the campaign manager for the Dr. Baumia campaign team. I want to take you to the OT region where the allegation is from the Alan Chamantin camp that the District Assembly Common Fund is being used to purchase weedy sites and fertilizers for delegates as a part of this grand scheme to induce these delegates. Let's bring in the OT regional chairman of the MPP, joins us on the telephone line right now. He is Evans Dapa. Mr. Dapa, thanks for your time here on Newsnight. Uh, thank you, Mr. Evans. Mm. You've had the allegation from the uh, Alan Chamantin camp that in your region, uh, the district chief executives are conspiring to use the district assembly common fund to buy uh, uh, fertilizers and weedy sites for delegates. Many of them are members of the party executives holding positions in the region. Is that true? 
Well, uh, um, I'll, I'll have to, I don't know what to say. Uh, this is quite outrageous because as a regional chairman, and to the best of my knowledge, I think the Assembly Common Fund is not meant for what the allegations they are putting out there. And for me, he who alleges must prove it because it has not come to my table. And so absolutely, I can't speak to this issue. If it's not come to your, to your table... No, it, I, I think what they are putting out there is, is some sort of weak propaganda. But you say it's not come to your table. So yeah, I, it has not come to my table because it's not true. Because I I can't just phantom uh, how the district assembly will use its common fund to, uh, fund to purchase um, fertilizers with the size to induce delegates. Is that possible? You, you yourself, you're a delegate, are you not? I'm a delegate myself. Have you received any fertilizers and weeds? I have not received anything of that sort. Well, you listen to Yabamiya Samwa, who speaks for the Alanchamantin campaign team. He says they saw it themselves. He saw it himself. Ah, uh, well, he said he saw it himself. Um, for me, I think this thing is something that ought to be treated with, with the contempt it deserves. Because the fact that you are seeing somebody um, carrying with his side, and then you, you, you conclude by saying that it, it was bought by the district assembly, uh, I, I, uh, with the district assembly common farm to, to induce delegates. Is, is, is that the best way? People, is that how we should put it? Are people carrying with his sides? Delegates carrying with his sides? Well, I didn't see delegates carrying with his sides. I didn't see them. And when Alex Manti came, I was not even in the region. And so what they are saying, for me, I'm surprised. If he is saying he has seen delegates carrying with his side, and because he, he, they are delegates, and because they are MPP people, it means that it is the vice president who bought it to induce what will inform their decision. Uh, it, that is quite unfortunate for me. I mean, considering who was speaking there, Yababi Asama, a former oh. member of parliament on your on your party's ticket, is a senior member of the party. If what he says, as you say, is propaganda among your own self, um, what is it? And, and you are the chairman of the of the region. You tend to take action on this. Well, for me, I think um, uh, we we need to condemn this kind of acts with no uncertain terms. Um, but I think that if one is alleging, one should be prepared to prove it. Because if you are just throwing tantrums that you saw some delegates carrying with his eye, and because of that, you are telling the media that those things were bought by the district assemblies. I mean, uh, honorable events, uh, let's, let's just go deep into this. We shouldn't leave the matter there just like that. Because I, I least expect this kind of uh, uh, news from, from my own former uh, member of parliament for Adenta. So what do, you, what do you plan to do about it if it shouldn't be left there? Oh, well, I will investigate. But to the best of my knowledge, I don't think there is anything like that going on in my region whatsoever. Thank you very much, Evans Dapa, the regional chairman of the governing New Patriotic Party. Still live here on Newsnight on Joy 99.7 FM.
after business, I will take you to Niger, where Ghanaians living in that West African country continue to receive death threats, threats of reprisals as well, as ECOWAS has less than a week to decide whether to use force to remove the military junta there. The information that we are taking from the ground is if the ECOWAS use any force to intervene, um, they, do, they know that they have foreigners here. They are going to attack the foreigners. Well, details as ECOWAS military chiefs say they have no other option but to confront the increasing military takeovers head-on. We cannot afford to be hamstrung by these challenges. Instead, we must confront them head-on, drawing upon our shared experiences, wisdom and the strength of our collective resolve. I want to stay with us uh, for that. George Riafe who will be heading to Niger pretty shortly. <laughs> to assess the, the economic impact of, of the coup. Leaving, you know, yes. And then do that. And grieve honorable events. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one caught me there. Okay. Um, no intention of being an honorable. Oh, interesting. Oh, well, you know what honorable means in Ghana, right? Uh, I, uh, a member of parliament, parliament or a, a DCE. Of state, oh, you no, know, not at all. Even a board chairman, they are not being called honorable. honorable everybody's you know. an honorable. Uh -huh. Yeah. But Honorable George Raffi has a better <laughs> ring to it than Honorable Ben Sound. I it's not, so. not sexy at all. What do you have in the headlines? Well, Evans, coming up in business, Ghana Ports and Harbors Authority justifies increase in port charges, insisting current global economic crisis and city depreciation warrant the increase. And Talu Oil targets beginning of November this year to increase gas supply to government for power generation. The business news. On Newsnights, it's brought to you by MTN Business. Welcome to the new world of business, Alliance Life and Ghana Bay. Doing. Doing gets you learning. Learning starts you wondering. Wondering triggers thinking. Thinking becomes planning. Planning evolves to trying. After trying, you're succeeding, winning, owning. Now, doing that starts with outdoing your limits. Outdo them all with MTN. So, what are we doing today? Son, we are so proud of you for setting up this hospital. I really love those hospital beds and waiting chairs. By the way, did you import them? No, Dad, I didn't. I actually got them from Kindle Books and Stationery right here in Ghana. Wow. We also bought our office supplies, safes, executive desks and chairs from Kingdom, and they gave us expert advice on how to set up our office. Guys, that makes three of us. I also got our sofa and bedroom sets, plus our dining hall furniture for our new home from Kingdom. Wow, Mom, that makes four of us. I usually get my stationery items from Kingdom. And my teacher also mentioned that our classroom furniture was provided by Kingdom. So there you have it. Whenever you're thinking about setting up an office or acquiring furniture for your home, etc., Kingdom Books and Stationery should be your first point of call. With over 40 years' experience in the industry, we stock and supply a wide variety of globally sourced office and home furniture, stationery, and equipment. Visit our head office, Osu Akwaje, or our office near the Osu Stadium. We're also in Tema Committee 1, opposite Olam SHF, Kumase K and USD campus, UC. Cape Coast and now at the Marina Mall Airport City or call us 0302 764101 764209 or 762792 visit our website 
Syntex has it all. Syntex Tank was first to introduce double layer tank, and now you can have as many layers as you want. Syntex Tank was first to introduce white inner layer tanks in Ghana, and now introduces the customer specs order, which will let you order any color and size you want. Syntex Tanks gives you the biggest warranty of seven years, which no other tank gives you. So, whatever your water consumption, size of project, or demand, choose Syntex Tank. Syntex Tank, stress free. Syntex Tank, reliable. Syntex Tank, maximum guarantee. Call 0244 335 168. Kumasi 0505 555 666. Or visit syntexgh.com. Syntex Tank, a strong, a tough. Flamingo Paint has superior properties than any other paint brand on the market? Listen, when you take one bucket of Flamingo Paint, it's equal to several buckets of any paint brand on the market. So, Flamingo has superior hiding properties, superior coverage, it means it covers, and superior durability. Flamingo Paint, superior hiding. Flamingo Paint, superior coverage. Flamingo Paint, superior durability. Flamingo Paint, simply superior. Whether I'm passing by the food market, visiting the salon, or filling up my tank for a spontaneous adventure with old friends in a new city, when asked, cash or card, it's always card for me. I switched from cash to card for all my payments with MasterCard. Now I get to do what I enjoy with ease. Switch from cash to card for all your payments with MasterCard. MasterCard, a secure and convenient way to pay. I'm a You welcome back to Business on Newsnight. Now, Ghana Ports and Harbors Authority has justified the increase in port charges, insisting the current global economic crisis and the city's depreciation warrant the review. This was captured in the statement issued by managers of the country's ports earlier today. They also maintained that the, there was broad stakeholder consultation before the charges were reviewed. They also insist that not all items will be affected by this adjustment. So how are the port authorities planning to implement these charges? Well, the following report has more on the guidelines issued by the Ghana Ports and Harbors Authority. Based on documents seen by Joy Business, the review will affect every category of service that it carried out at the country's port from August 1, 2023. However, the Ghana Port and Harbors Authority has maintained that vessels that berth in the country's port before the beginning of this month will be excused from these charges. 
However, those that arrived before August 1 but started discharging their goods and products after this date shall still be asked to pay the new charges. Persons that even have their goods stored at the port and are in the process of clearing their staff after August 1, 2023, it is not clear for now what might have influenced these charges. But coming just after reduction in activities at the port, some have described... Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. These new developments are interesting. And that is the business tax report. Meanwhile, traders are threatened to divert their imports to neighboring ports if these charges are not reviewed. Joseph Obeng is president of the Ghana Union of Trade Association. Allow them to uh, make an uh, increase uh, uh, only uh, barely a year now. So uh, they cannot continue to increase the, the tariffs, especially at this time that we are all complaining that cost of doing business in this country is extremely high and that um, is collapsing businesses. Even the, uh, it's not good even for the port authorities themselves because uh, barely four months ago they called and complained that the port uh, is not, not having the needed traffic that it used to be mm. and that we should find a solution to it. And we said that the problem has been the cost of doing business at that port. Because it's not taking, most of us are going to do our business through the lobby port. Because the cost here is too much. That happened. Is it going to help uh, the, uh, the country? Joseph Obeng is the president of the Ghana Union of Traders Association. Tally Oil is targeting to increase the amount of gas it sells to government for power generation from the Jubilee Fields beginning, that is, November this year. This is what joy business has picked up from persons within the operations of Talu. There is more in this report. Talo Oil is targeting these new levels after government requested that it is looking forward to 200 million standard cubic feet of gas per day from the last quarter of this year. Talo currently supplies 100 million standard cubic feet of gas a day from Jubilee and the Trinaboa in Yura and Tome 10 fields. It is now selling the gas from these fields to government under the interim gas sales agreement from January this year. This was when the free export of gas to government ended in December this year. The interim gas supply which began this year will end in September. However, sources close to Talo have indicated that it may need to expand its operation on the Jubilee and the 10 oil fields in terms of new oil fields to meet this request from government. Talo Oil is currently discussing with government to secure approval for its 10 oil fields plan of development, which will help increase oil production from those fields. However, some industry persons are worried about whether government will be able to pay for the new price for gas supplied from the country's oil fields and how that could impact on the country's power generation. And that is the business tax report. Economist Dr. Ishmo Yamsen is challenging private sector to do more to ensure that their interests are protected. It follows concerns by some private firms that most policies being implemented by government is hurting the operations. Dr. Yamsen insists most of these private firms have not helped themselves based on their actions. And I remember many years ago, far back in the early 80s, that when we formed the private sector foundation, 
we had a private sector, public sector dialogue. Mm. And we, were, we influenced a lot of the legislation and government actions. And we did it together. Mm. Today, even among the private sector institutions that they are fighting. Recently, when we were having the debate about go or no go to IMF, did you hear any private, the boss of any private sector organization publicly advising government to go to the fund? No, no. And I say, why? Don't you realize that the impact will come to you direct? Now, they are crying about new taxes. Mm. But when they had the opportunity to George all with government to say, hang on, guys, we are all in this together. We don't believe that what you are doing will take us anywhere. No. Mm. Dr. Ishmo Yamsen is an economist. Now, MTN says it is putting in place measures to help improve trade within the region as well as support small businesses in the country. Suleiman Dadevo is chief executive of MTN and he has been speaking at an investor conference in Accra. So these are all opportunities for us to enhance some of these opportunities by supporting these economic moves by bringing our fintech platform to bear. There are other services that we can think about. Payments more broadly. Today, merchant payments, we're still talking about 250 to 300,000 merchants that currently use Momo to pay, for, you know, to pay at these merchant points. When the addressable market for merchants, nobody knows what the size is. I have a different number from everybody else. My number is much, much, much bigger, but it's somewhere between 3 million and 5 million, right? So, I mean, that's a 50x, maybe a, I should be conservative here, but, um, you know, 25x growth on where we are today to get to about 5 million. And that's a massive opportunity that still requires a lot of investment, a lot of effort, not just in financial investment, but also education. And Salam Adadivo is chief executive of uh, MTN Ghana. And on PM Express tonight, Evans, you're looking at the Bank of Ghana's uh, laws for last year and how that could impact on its mandates and its operations going forward for this year. Indeed. And you have just the right man for that conversation. Mm -hmm. And this is the director of research at the bank, at the central bank. He's been talking, saying a, a few more things in the last 24 hours. Mm. Some of it pretty controversial, yeah. but some of it we also knew before. Yeah. I played a bit of that today where he talks about pursuing this recapitalization support, mm. asking government for recapitalization support. Uh, that is something that had already been anticipated in the IMF program. Yeah. But yeah. the IMF had suggested... And, 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 the, and, and, the, and the, the argument that that is one of the options on the table, whether they themselves would take steps to build buffers or they could also fall on government for some capital injection. But the big question there is, does government have what it takes right now to support the BOG financially? Mm -hmm. Is a big question. In fact, the, the reason why we are where we are right mm -hmm. now with the Bank of Ghana, mainly according to him, is down to the DDEP. Basically. But we hear more on him on that or just yes, yes. how to recapitalize the bank and also whether the Bank of Ghana had or did indeed print money or they didn't print money he also clarified all those and things how much and, it cost us in, in doing and so also it is, yeah and then the question that the minority have raised today which is that they we learned that the government is writing off part of that debt yeah um the minority has insisted that can happen if we, they've not gone to parliament mm. for approval mm. so it's at 9 p.m on uh, p.m express as we engage the director of research at the bank of ghana as you look at the bank of ghana's laws for last year and the impact on its mandate 
on Joy News at 9 p.m. and all our social media platforms tonight on Joy News. And many will also want you to ask him the expenditure. Mm. I mean, he says 90% uh, plus of the losses attributable to the domestic direction. But then you also see in yeah. that order that they Some also spike. spend money on things that uh, the public have questioned. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So let's 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 prove that. You want to join George and his guest tonight at 9 p.m. You're live on News Night. It's on Joy 99.7. If I want to read a few of your messages uh, coming through on our WhatsApp console now. And uh, I'm hearing many of you uh, talking about the ECOWAS. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll bring you details of that pretty shortly. But on the subject of uh, the NPP, uh, the NPP government built the Jubilee House at the cost of 250. Uh, it's a viable project. They should stop wasting our resources. Charleston Legon centers that one. Uh, Abuchi Philip from Keta. The MPP government has dip disposed of the Saglame project seriously. Nana Ado and his ministers are wasting our taxpayers' money for nothing, he says. And then on the Spinters Road says, please, some of us are old enough to know most of the tricks uh, our politicians play. The assumption is NDC got their cut from the low-cost housing project. They instigated before the current must also start theirs. Uh, so they have to also cut the sword. A steel and salt pond says, what was the $200 million borrowed for? Uh, didn't it include the now talked of additional words and costs? I remember John Mahama commissioning the project and the Commander Sugar Factory when it was not also completed. Kofi Seidu says it is an illegality for Dr. Barmia campaign team to be using the District Assembly's common fund. Well, you've had the, uh, the chairman of the region for the party categorically say that isn't true. Well, many of you are also concerned about what is happening uh, within ECOWAS, particularly in Niger. Uh, Joe in Nankonduri says uh, ECOWAS president should rather be concerned about the corrupt and greedy leaders it has in their member countries. And Frankenho says these so-called ECOWAS head of state must handle the school issue diplomatically to avoid destabilizing the sub-region. Uh, and they said that story at 10 Nest because some Ghanaians in Niger say they are living in fear after they were threatened with reprisal attacks following ECOWAS announcement that it may resort to military force to restore constitutional order after coup d'etat there last week. Now, president of the Ghanaian community in Niger, Seydou Abudu, tells Joy News, although they are going about their daily activities, they have been warned of possible reprisals if ECOWAS goes ahead to deploy the troops into the country. Now, presidential guards last week deposed the democratically elected president, Mohamed Bazoun, uh, prompting condemnation from West African leaders who have issued a week's ultimatum to the military gendarme to, <coughs> pardon me, hand over power, else they will deploy a military force to restore order. And right now, the situation is calm. I mean, what the information that we are picking from the ground is, if the Echo Watch use any force to intervene, um, they, do, they know that they have foreigners here. They are going to attack the foreigners. This is what we are, we, the information that we pick at any intervention that the Echo Watch are going to use force to attack the national and so, so how is the Ghanaian embassy, for instance, in Niger dealing with this? Have you been, t have you been told to, to move to, to a place of safety? Because, for instance, I was just reading this evening uh, that the French embassy is doing an evacuation or carrying out an evacuation uh, for those who are living in Niger. Uh, what's, what's the source, uh, I mean, sort of help you're receiving from the Ghanaian mission there? 
right now the situation is calm and we have we have some engagement and they continue to advise us not in friendship we should we should stay home and if there's any activity which is going um, foreigners we should draw ourselves out so we are engaging with and they are updating us every day what is happening to protect Ghanaians in this country even yesterday we went to work today too we went to well, as we know, uh, in uh, currently there's a meeting uh, currently underway uh, from the 4th of August till, till the 4th of August uh, by the ECOWAS Committee of Chiefs of Defence Staff uh, holding this extraordinary meeting on the political situation uh, in Niger. The uh, Chiefs of Defence Staff from West Africa say they have been left with no option uh, but to confront this head-on because of the increasing number of uh, coup d'etats that we're seeing in the sub region pleasure so got off our foreign affairs text as a report on what transpired on the one of the meeting in nigeria yesterday plus a reaction from the military ruler in niger authority of ECOWAS heads of state and government at their extraordinary session held on the 30th of July 2023 in Abuja, Nigeria, resolved to use all necessary means to restore constitutional order, including the deployment of an ECOWAS military force if the democratically elected president, Mohamed Bazoum, is not reinstated by the presidential guard, which seized power last week. In furtherance of these directives, a committee of chiefs of defense staff of ECOWAS member states are holding an extraordinary meeting on the political situation in the Republic of Niger from now until the 4th of August 2023. Christopher Musa is Chief of Defense Staff for the Federal Republic of Nigeria. The political instability in Niger is a source of grave concern for us all. It threatens our shared vision of a peaceful, secure and prosperous West Africa. A vision that is impossible to achieve amidst political upheavals and disruptions to constitutional order. The task of restoring democratic governance in Niger is fraught with potential hurdles and complications. However, we cannot afford to be hamstrung by these challenges. Instead, we must confront them head-on, drawing upon our shared experiences, wisdom, and the strength of our collective resolve. Well, you're confronting this head-on. Let's speak to security consultants to the African Union. Kenel Festus Abwaji joins us right now. Uh, Kenel, thanks for your time here on Newsnight. We had the defense minister, our defense minister earlier, uh, that's Dominic Netewo, say that Ghana will contribute troops if the regional body ECOWAS decide to use force to restore constitutional order in Niger. Considering what we're hearing uh, tonight from uh, Ghanaians living in that country, is that a smart decision? And is it even realistic? Well, thanks for having me. Each state party to the ECOWAS um, um, revised treaty has an obligation, you know, to fulfill the decisions of ECOWAS. But each state also has to determine whether that decision is in the national interest, its national interest. It's a tension that needs to be resolved. So if Ghana has decided to join the threat of the use of force, that's a choice that the government has made. But each choice, each decision comes with consequences and risk. And I hope that the government, and for that matter, any government that is going to be part of this intervention force is actually sitting around the table to calculate the risk. 
It one is... of your trick is that this is going to be what in military terms we call an opposed entry. So nobody is going to welcome you with flowers, bouquet, flower bouquet, what do you call it? flower bouquets and so on. You need to fight your way, whether by air or by land, because Niger is landlocked, you know, to get to the ground. Your intelligence has to be smart as to where this head of state in Ecuador's where is being held hostage. And you need to be surgical about securing that president and then having all the necessary arrangements to reinstate him as the head of state. The intelligence assessment must tell the ECOWAS forces how ready or not ready uh, the Niger forces are. But they have sworn in conjunction with the solidarity of Mali and Burkina Faso that they will not accept that kind of intervention. Mm. So we only need to go back to history. And one of the lessons that we can have is our um, operations in Liberia. We need to be ready to accept certain levels of casualties. So far, no government, at least our government, has not told us what the acceptable level of casualties are. I mean to the soldiers. In the case of Liberia also, we first said that we're going in to extricate Ghanaians and other West African nationals who were held behind, you know, the front lines under hostage by the INPFL of Prince Johnson and Charles Taylor's NPFL. So as you are hearing from the Ghanaians, it may not be that the CNSP or the Nigerian armed forces will be attacking Ecuador citizens. But it may very well be the case that ordinary Nigerian citizens who may be disillusioned with Ecuador and who do not see why Ecuador must intervene in their internal affairs are the ones who may yeah. you know, put lives at risk. And Kenno, you're right. I mean, that's what we're hearing from our Ghanaian uh, counterparts there, that that is what is happening because the uh, ordinary folks uh, who have welcomed this junta uh, are opposed to any form of uh, foreign intervention. And, and um, thank you very much. This is something that we explore in greater depth uh, subsequently. I just have a, a quick minute uh, because I've just been joined also by the uh, ranking on the Foreign Affairs Committee in Parliament. In a minute, what should government do, particularly with the Ghanaians stranded there who are saying they're receiving threats? Well, good evening, Evans. Uh, it is time for government to reassess the situation. I know that government's initial position uh, was not to evacuate, but I think that looking at the new turn of events, the uh, junta leader addressed the country last night and asked the people to rise and defend themselves and warned against any foreign intervention. Now that ECOWAS has said that they are considering a military intervention as a last resort, uh, there will be the need for Ghana to reassess its uh, its, its, its position on the Nigerian situation. And uh, our committee will recommend uh, strongly that, if possible, we follow the examples of countries like uh, the U.S., France, Germany, uh, Italy, and others who have evacuated their nationals. Uh, it, it, should, it should not be too late to do that. 
considering that we are becoming a target. I mean, we we are we are a leader when it comes to the ECOWAS subregion. So any ECOWAS intervention, Ghana will certainly uh, be on the top of the mind of uh, of of the Nigerians. And considering the address of their president last night, uh, we we really need to do a reassessment of the risks. Uh, particularly to our nationals. Uh, we are told that there are about 500 to 600 Ghanaians, registered Ghanaians, who have formed an association. That's, that's a significant number. Uh, I mean, you can begin to even imagine those who yeah, are not we don't, yet. We don't you know, know yet and we haven't like, accounted for. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, this is uh, a fast-moving development and we'll keep across that for you. Uh, what's in sports, Mubal? Well, even just a quick update in sports, the elective Congress for the election of the Ghana Football Association President and Executive Council members uh, will come off on September 27, 2023 as announced by the Election Committee of the Ghana Football Association. The committee on Thursday, August 3, reviewed the roadmap for the March anticipated event, indicated the timelines and activities to follow for the next election. So nominations will can start to be picked on August 7 and uh, we understand that uh, the nomination needs to be filed by August 11 and afterwards there will be the vetting of candidates on August 31 and finally September 27 the elections will happen. Mm. Well uh, thank you very much Bao uh, there and, and right up to me you really want to stay with us not here but on social media because we are bringing you a very interesting conversation, the Ecobank Joy Habitat Fair, home ownership, making smart decisions. And that is on Twitter Spaces. And I see many of you already congregating around this com- particular conversation uh, on, on Twitter. Uh, Kojo Yangsin will be hosting this. Uh, find him at Kojo Yangsin. Uh, you really want to join that. Follow us also at Joy News on TV. Also to join, follow at Joy News on TV to join. Remember, it's Twitter Spaces, uh, hashtag Ecobank, Joy Habitat Fair, homeownership, making smart decisions. And it's now starting seven. Uh, you want to join that conversation uh, hosted by Kojo Yangsing. And, and right here live is uh, Reverend Professor Joseph Osafuedu, who's the acting director uh, for the Center for Aging Studies, University of Ghana. He is Lexus Bill's guest on Personality Profile.